And we thank you that you are awesome in our lives and you are awesome in this place. Hallelujah. We give you glory ahead of time for all that's going to be accomplished in this service. We thank you, Lord, all that has already been accomplished. We've been ministered to by your precious presence during this awesome worship. And we give you glory and honor for it. Jesus' name, amen. amen. Amen and amen. You may be seated. Well, you know, Pastor mentioned last week we had such a wonderful anniversary celebration. And then this morning, both services, but in the 11 a.m., we just had a time of real celebration. And uh, a few days ago, as I was praying about what to share tonight, it just kept coming up in my heart. Celebrate freedom. And I know this morning we had that expression of celebration. And someone said to me, and I I truly believe it, that, you know, 35 really is a, a milestone. And I think that we've reached this milestone. We're not going back. We're not stopping. But it was like even this morning and during praise and worship, I really believe we've gone to another level. Hallelujah. That we're just, we're getting ready for a new chapter and it's a good chapter. Because God doesn't go backwards. He goes from glory to glory to glory to glory. Amen. So we truly do have something to celebrate as a church. But we have something to celebrate in our individual lives. Has God been good to anybody in here? Yes, he has. So I just looked up. The word celebrate, and I found these two definitions. There's many, but I like these two. One is to commemorate with a ceremony or joyous festivity. Isn't that good? To commemorate with a joyous ceremony or festivity. And then another one was to mark a happy occasion by engaging in pleasurable Activities. So I just felt like both of those marked what had just happened in our church to mark a happy occasion by engaging in pleasurable activities. I don't know about you, but church is probably the happiest place I ever go. And we have wonderful, festive celebrations around here. It's not every time that we come together that we're rolling down uh, the aisles or if we had chandeliers uh, swinging from the chandeliers. But every time we come together, I'm happy because I'm happy to be part of the family of God. And doesn't the Bible tell us that happy are the people whose God is the Lord. So getting together with other believers should not be like pastor said. It's not like we come to a morgue. It's not a sad time. It's a joyous time. Hallelujah. It's a celebration of what God has done. What he is doing and what he will continue to do in our lives. Several years ago, uh, Dad Hagen, Kenneth E. Hagen, who's been in heaven now since 2003, but he, but he came to our church a few times, quite a few times. And on one of his last, uh, last times that he ministered at our church, he had a word about our church. And I didn't write it down exactly. Some of you may remember it. But what the gist of it was this. He said the word happy. Happy, 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 happy. 
Six times. And then he said, it will be said by some, that's the happiest bunch of people I've ever seen. So let me, let's just confirm that. Smile at your neighbor right now. Look happy. It will be said by some, that's the happiest bunch of people I've ever seen. And you know why people are happy? People get happy because good things are happening in their life. Joy is a spiritual force. And we're told that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And sometimes you got to take joy by faith. Like pastors ministered this morning. The Bible says shout for joy. So sometimes you don't have joy in the natural. So you got to shout for it. Let it come up in the spirit. But happy is an emotion that's released when something good has happened to you. Has anybody had anything good happen to them? And I love that word from the Lord. Happy, 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 happy. It will be said by some, that's the happiest bunch of people I've ever seen. And why? Because God is doing great and mighty things in our midst. Whereof we're glad. We're happy. Glory be to God. So as I was thinking about that, I was reminded I love this psalm. It's Psalms 126. And I have it printed out actually and put in my Bible in the message translation. They can pull that up. I want to read like the first three verses and then comment and then the rest of it. Verse 1 of Psalms 126 in the message. It seemed like a dream too good To be true. When God returned Zion's exiles. Now look at this part. This is us. We act. We sang. We couldn't believe our good fortune. We were the talk of the nations. God was wonderful to them. Then the next phrase. God was wonderful to us. We are what? One sad, sorry bunch? No. We are one happy people. Let me comment there for a moment. We're happy. They were happy because their captivity had been turned. They'd been released. They were no longer slaves. And it was evident to the world of that day that the favor of God was on that bunch. And the world was looking at them and saying, Whoo, God has been wonderful to them. And they were looking at themselves and going, Whoo, God's been wonderful to us. We are one happy people. Because of what God had done in their lives. And then it continues, you know, that they may be gone through another rough season. And the rest of this passage in verse 4, this is a prayer. And it says here, and now God, do it again. Bring rain to our drought-stricken lives. So those who planted their crops in despair will shout, hurrahs. At the harvest, those who went off with heavy hearts will come home laughing, not empty handed. Come home laughing with arm loads of 
blessings. Can you practice with me? Arm loads of blessings. Put your arms out like this. Arm loads of blessings. Let's do it again. Arm loads of blessings. Hallelujah. That's what God wants to do. And there we're saying here, okay, Lord, there's been a little drought here. So we're asking you to rain on our lives. Once again, rain brings refreshing. But if it only rained once a year or once every 10 years, we'd be pretty dry in the natural. And it's the same in the realm of the spirit. That's why we need to say, Lord, send the rain. Ask ye of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rains, and he'll pour it out and he'll bring refreshing into our lives. And because of the rain, then what happened? Harvest. Harvest. Let's practice again. We're going to laugh at the harvest. Arm loads of blessings. We are one happy people because we got Arm loads of blessings. Now lift your hands and thank him for it. Hallelujah. (laughs) Thank you, Lord, for the favor of the Lord is upon us. Thank you, Lord. You have been wonderful to us. (laughs) Wonderful to this church. We are one happy people. And we give you glory. And honor for it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Now we know that this passage certainly applies to our individual lives. It applies to our church. But it was really written about what God had done for the entire nation of Israel. He had turned their captivity. As I was thinking about that, I was thinking, oh Lord, do it again. In our nation. Oh Lord. Bring rain. Into our dry nation. Oh Lord. Pour out your spirit. Let there be revival. Coast to coast. Border to border. That people may once again. Look at the United States. And not look at us with scorn. But look at our nation. And say God has been wonderful. To them. When our nation was first established, it was established full of immigrants. Everybody that originally came to America came from somewhere else, except for the Native Americans. Maybe Mish with her relatives may have already been here, but everybody else came from somewhere else. And they came here with a dream. They came here, and that statue of liberty in New York Harbor was a gift from France. And it represented people coming through Ellis Island. When they saw that statue, they said, freedom, freedom. I'm now in the land of the free and the home of the brave where dreams can happen. Where I can worship God freely. People came from countries where they couldn't worship God freely. And they came. They bowed down on their knees and began to worship God. Jesus is Lord. 
And as I was reading that and thinking of what God had done for Israel and his hand so evident upon them, when they walked in his commandments, when they obeyed him, the blessings of the Lord overtook them to the degree that people said, God favors them. God blesses them. God has been wonderful to them. May it be so, Lord, once again in our nation. May it be so that people look at our nation and they say, it's a godly nation. They really do believe what's written on their, uh, on their currency, on their money. In God we do trust. Certainly our nation has issues, but we need to pray that we will once again return to what we were founded upon. Once again, worship God. We shouldn't forget where we came from. And we shouldn't forget the men and the women that have laid down their lives, that have sacrificed so we can gather tonight freely and worship the Lord and hear the word. You know that song? How many of you know the song, God Bless America? He sang it this morning. I just looked this up this afternoon. Did you, you know who that was written by? Irving Berlin. Do you know who he was? He was a Russian immigrant. His family were forced to leave their home in Russia. Their village was burned down. They came to the United States of America. And his mother was so thankful to have her family in a safe place to live. That every day she would walk around and she would say to her small children, God bless America. And from that, that his mother said on a regular basis to her little children, he got that song. He wrote it during World War II. God bless America. Land that I love. Stand beside her and guide her with the light from above. Darkness is not going to prevail in our nation. The hand of the Lord shall guide us. Hallelujah. We do celebrate the liberties and the freedoms that we have in this great land. And we are thankful. Of course, it's not perfect. Don't look at me like that. I know it's not perfect. But there's no other country on the face of this earth where their citizens have as much rights and privilege that we do here. Not perfect, but it is a blessed nation. And we're praying that the things that need to be fixed are going to get fixed. But in the meantime, let's be thankful. For what we do have here. For our liberties and our freedoms. And then tonight, let's think about the freedom and the liberty that was purchased for us as citizens of heaven. We're not just citizens of a natural kingdom. Our citizenship is in heaven. That's where you truly are a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. And with that citizenship, just like being a citizen of a country, affords you some rights 
and some privileges. But because we're citizens of another country, of heaven, we got some rights. We got some privileges. And Jesus paid the supreme sacrifice for our freedom, spirit, soul, and body. Is anybody in here tonight thankful for spiritual freedom? Thankful for salvation. Thank you, Jesus. We celebrate the work of the cross. We celebrate that you are our risen Savior. That you redeemed us from the curse. That you set us free. Hallelujah. Pastor read this scripture this morning, expounded on it. But I I do want to read it once again in John chapter 8, verse 36. Out of the Amplified. This is what Jesus does for us when we get born again. Something to celebrate. So, if the Son liberates you and makes you free men, then you are really and unquestionably free. Woo! No question about it. The freedom that we experience as believers was bought and paid for with the precious blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. And He Purchased our complete freedom. Spirit, soul, and body. And I'm thankful. How about you? Let's look over now at Galatians chapter 3. I quoted part of this. Galatians 3 in the Amplified. Christ purchased our... Say it with me. Freedom. Freedom. That's what people celebrate on July 4th, isn't it? Freedom. Freedom. He redeemed us from the curse, the doom of the law and its condemnation by himself becoming a curse for us. For it is written in the scriptures, cursed as everyone who hangs on a tree who is crucified. So what's that first part say? Christ purchased our freedom. He redeemed us. From the curse of the law. How about we sing that song? Redeemed, redeemed. (laughs) Anybody know that old hymn? Redeemed, redeemed. How I love to proclaim it. Redeemed by the blood of the lamb. Redeemed. (laughs) I see my dad leading that in our little AG church. Y'all can't believe it, but he was the song leader. I didn't get that gene. But anyhow... Big old hands. And he'd stand up there and lead us in, in our song service. I still remember he was a big guy, big hands. And then when we'd sing that song on the course where it was redeemed, he'd go, redeemed. And he'd go like this. And we all had to hold that note. We want, he wanted us to get the point. Redeemed. We're redeemed. And hold it as long as you could. Just so you would remember. You're redeemed. Hallelujah. Bought with the precious blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. Redeemed. And what does the Bible say the redeemed are supposed to do? Say so. So how about you say, I'm redeemed. And if you want to, you can just say so. So what, devil? I'm redeemed. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And that's a good thing. When the devil tries to bring attacks into your life, I'm going to do this. I'm going to put sickness on you. I'm going to cause trouble over here. You can just say, 
So, so what? I'm redeemed. Hallelujah. And you'll be scriptural. Let the redeemed of the Lord say what? So, hallelujah. We are redeemed. Anything that's under the curse. Can you think of anything that would be under the curse? Anybody? Sickness. Disease. What else would be under the curse? Lack. Poverty. What else would be under the curse? Depression. Oppression. Mental torment. We got a funny one over here. Anything that's bad is under the curse. It's a work of the devil. But we are redeemed because of what Jesus did. We got to believe it. Receive it. Do you receive the word tonight? Receive it. Say it. And seize it. It's mine. It's mine. I'm redeemed from that. It's mine. It's been paid for. Hallelujah. My freedom from all of that. Any bondage. My freedom from anything under the curse has been purchased. Now listen to this statement. If freedom isn't lived out, then it dies. If freedom isn't lived out, then it dies. You can know something, but if you don't live it, you're not going to get the benefit of it. We need to live out and we need to walk in our freedom. Another scripture about what Jesus has done for us is Colossians chapter 1. Verse 12 through 14. And I like the King James in this particular verse. So I want to read it out of that. Colossians 1, 12. <clears throat> Giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Now that word meet, you might be confused on what that means. But it literally means able. Through Jesus Christ, we are able to partake of our inheritance. Anybody know what the word partake means? Well, it means you're going to take part of it. You're going to enjoy it. Somebody sets a wonderful dish in front of you. By the way, did anybody enjoy that anniversary cake? That was amazing. Oh, that was good cake. They gave us the whole top layer. Get, now, don't get hungry. Don't leave me. The whole top layer, and it was red velvet. And it was so good. We got home, and you know, our daughter-in-law, Lindy, she's really petite, but she does like cake. So I'm trying to slice this gigantic. It was real tall. And I gave her a huge piece, because red velvet's her favorite. They had that at their wedding. And she looks at it, and she goes, Mom. You gave me the whole word reach. She had such a big piece. It had reach. (laughs) But she kept eating at it. She partook of the cake. When you got something good in front of you, you partake. And Jesus said, I have made you able to partake of all of the rich inheritance of the saints. In life. Rich inheritance. It's great to know if you have an inheritance in the natural. That's awesome. But what if you had this wonderful inheritance? 
And they said, now, the only thing is, is it's locked away in a safe. And we're not going to give you the access code. That'd be a bummer. You know, you don't know what's in there for sure. Money, jewelry, whatever. It's your inheritance. But it's locked up. And you don't have the access code. Well, Jesus said, I've got a rich inheritance for you. And I'm giving you the access code. And the access code is in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. It belongs to you. He said he has made us able through him to partake of all of the vast resources of heaven. Woo, I think that's something to celebrate about, isn't it? Celebrate your freedom. Celebrate your rich inheritance. Now let's keep reading here in Colossians 1. Let's look at verse 13 and 14. Who hath delivered us out of the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Verse 14. In whom we have redemption through the blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Isn't it wonderful that we've been delivered? Say, I've been delivered. Oh, praise the Lord. We've been delivered out of the power of darkness. But it didn't stop there. He said, I just didn't deliver you out of the power of darkness. Verse 13, it says, I translated you into the kingdom of my dear son. We're translated there and we've got benefits. Hallelujah. We have changed positions and we have changed locations. When you get born again, you come out of the kingdom of darkness and you come in to the kingdom of light. You change addresses. You change your place of residency. You move from condemnation corner to righteousness road. You move from broke boulevard to prosperity place. <laughs> from disease drive to healed avenue. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just got those when I was praying yesterday. Let me tell you those again because I like them. You moved from condemnation corner to righteousness road. You moved from broke boulevard to prosperity place. You moved from disease drive to healed avenue. Glory be to God. And you can make your own up. All I know is that we change locations. We change residency. We no longer live in the kingdom of darkness. <coughs> we no longer live under the curse of the law. We are in the kingdom of light. We are the redeemed. We are the blessed. We are the healed. We are the whole. And we are free. Hallelujah. Unquestionably free. And that's why we can celebrate what the Lord hath done. Any bondages that the devil tries to bring back, Jesus has already loosed. 
He's redeemed us from them. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And don't be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Like pastor preached today. You get those messages from this morning. You meditate on that. I am free. And I'm going to stand in my freedom. I'm going to fight for my freedom. I'm not going to let him put that junk back on me from my past. No. Woo. Jesus has delivered me. Jesus has set me free. You know, it talks about over in Luke chapter four. If you guys up there in the booth could add this scripture, Luke chapter four, and I believe it's verse 18. This tells us exactly what Jesus came to do. And I want to look at it in the amplified Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Let me get there. I got amplified right here. There it is. The spirit of the Lord, this is Jesus talking, is upon me because he has anointed me, the anointed one, the Messiah, to do what? Preach the good news of the gospel to the poor. Now, this is what he's done for us. We're talking about celebrating freedom to announce release to the captives. Anybody in here, were you captive to some sort of bad habit or something of the enemy? But look what Jesus Jesus said, I've come to announce release, hallelujah, to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind. I set forth as delivered those who were oppressed, who were downtrodden, bruised, crushed, and broken down by calamity. You know what our vision is here? I know you do. Reaching the lost, healing the hurting that speaks of people who are oppressed, who've been downtrodden and bruised and crushed by calamity and tragedy. Do you know anybody in your family, any of your friends, anybody that you work with that they've just been beat down by life? trodden down by the enemy. There's tragedy. There's calamity all around. But Jesus said, hallelujah, I've come to send forth as delivered. Say it with me. I've been delivered. Oh, praise the Lord. I've been released. I've been set free. Glory be to God. And now here I am, Lord, an instrument. That's when we have been released. When we have been touched by the power of God, then we need to be carriers of that same anointing to other people. Hallelujah. Every day you see people, I'm sure, that have got so much going on in their lives. And we've got a healing power in our hands. We've got a healing touch in our hands. Because Jesus lives. Look at your hands and say, Jesus lives in these hands. The love of God was shed abroad in my heart. And it flows through my hands. Linda, I know you work with precious little children. Thank you, Father. That the love of Jesus touches these little ones through her. So many little ones that come from broken homes. 
that come from situations where they're downtrodden. This it's tragedy what happens and spoken over little kids. But you've got a, you're a carrier of the love of God. Thank you, Jesus, to those precious little ones. Anybody else in here work with children? She works at a wonderful daycare. Come here. If you work with children, come here right now. Because there's an anointing. God cares about the little children. Oh, I think about it now. There's so many children. Just unimaginable things that happen to them. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, just do your hands out like that. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that she is a carrier of your love, of your compassion, of your restoration to precious, precious little ones. Let Let your healing power, just the touch of love, flow from her to them, whatever they need, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, that her hands are anointed. As she cares for these little ones, as she just holds them close, Lord. May they just sense your presence and your peace. Let it come upon them, Lord, through your vessels in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. All of us are carriers of that love. Carriers of that freedom that people so need and so desire in their lives. You know why Jesus came? First John chapter 3 in the Amplified. Just the, the last part of that verse. The first part we won't read right now. But the last part where it says, The reason... The Son of God was manifest, visible, was to what? Read that part with me. Undo, destroy, loosen, and dissolve the works the devil has done. That's why I came. For this purpose was the Son of God manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. That pretty much covers it. There's no room to wonder. Jesus came to set the captives free. Jesus came to preach the good news of deliverance. Jesus came to open the prison doors of those that were bound those that are bound by addictions, those that are bound by ungodly things, they're in a prison. But when we share Jesus, it's like us taking a key. His name, the name of Jesus is a key, the key that unlocks prison doors. And they're like, whoa, I'm free. I'm free. Remember when you were free. Hallelujah. That's what he wants to do in the lives of people today through us. Any hold the devil once had on me, he ain't got no more. I've been delivered. I've been delivered. Oh, praise the Lord. 
And it's a good thing to remember. We don't look back at our past and go, oh man, I was such a terrible person. But we look back and we say, bless the Lord, oh my soul. And forget not all his benefits. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for what you brought me through. Thank you, Lord. You begun a good work in me and you're going to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. I haven't arrived, but I am walking in my freedom. Woo! I'm well on my way. It's a good thing to celebrate. Hallelujah. Celebrate. Now listen to some of these quotes. Your celebration. We're talking about celebrating. A happy, joyous event. Celebration. Your celebration is a demonstration of your expectation. Anybody expecting God to do anything good in your life? We celebrate what's happened in the past. But listen, God ain't done. He's not done. Hallelujah. Save the best for last. It's getting gooder and gooder and gooder. So we celebrate looking forward to what the Lord is going to do with great expectation. C.S. Lewis said this, joy is the serious business of heaven. Joy and rejoicing is the serious business of heaven. Shout for joy. Hallelujah. T.D. Jake said this, if you don't rejoice, the devil will think he's winning. And he's not. He's a loser. We win. Hallelujah. But if his attacks come and you just start crying and oh, it's so terrible. And I don't know what we're going to do. Then he thinks he's winning. But when his attacks come and you get some attitude and you go, so, so, so what? I'm redeemed. So what? He always causes me to triumph. So what? I'm more than a conqueror. Hallelujah. Then he knows he's not winning. He might throw his best shot at you. And if you go ahead and say, ha, ha, ha. Or you go, so what? Devil. He always causes me to triumph. Then he's kind of like, oh man, I don't know what else to do. I did my best shot and they're still rejoicing. And they're still celebrating. And they're still shouting. So I guess I better leave them alone. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Joy is the serious business of heaven. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Can you all stand with me and let's just ha, ha, ha. We celebrate tonight. We celebrate my faith. Ha, 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 ha. Woo, glory to God.